In our final segment, I think we have to deal with some outrageous stuff that's going on out there, being said, done. And what better thing to start with than the remarks made by Pat Robertson, the tele-evangelist host of The 700 Club. In the wake of the devastating earthquake which struck Haiti a few days ago, Robertson said, and I quote, Something happened a long time ago in Haiti, and people might not want to talk about it. They were under the heel of the French, you know, Napoleon III or whatever, and they got together and swore a pact to the devil. They said, we will serve you if you will get us free from the French. True story. So the devil said, okay, it's a deal. Now, we're a little unclear on the sources Robertson is citing for this particular uh, datum. But uh, apparently the, the fact that uh, the disputed historical event wherein um, in 1791 some anti-colonialists held a voodoo ceremony has uh, prompted some Christian conservatives to claim that, they, well, yes, as Robertson says, Haiti's problems are the result of a voodoo pact with the devil. Now, we're a little unclear why it took 219 years for God to strike back, but apparently the Lord does work in strange and mysterious ways. And no, I don't know whether Chris Thielen got out of this on this morning's show, but, uh, but I hope so. Then we have the non-news item of the supposedly inflammatory remarks made by Harry Reid about Barack Obama. According to the Washington Post, the Republican National Committee chairman, African-American, Michael Steele, said that Reid should vacate his office after acknowledging that he had described Obama as light-skinned and possessing no Negro dialect. That was in a private conversation with two reporters who then recounted it in their book. And of course, Fox News is having a field day with this, saying that, well, you know, they demanded apologies from Trent Lott back in 2002 when at a birthday party for South Carolina Senator Strom Thurmond, he said that all these problems might not have occurred if Thurmond had been elected president when he ran as a segregationist in 1948. All these problems apparently meant... uh, our progress in civil rights. Nick Lowry, editor of the National Review, uh, did some dogpiling on this issue and some remarks in the B, which I frankly didn't bother to read. I mean, I, I could have written them myself if you asked me to write like Nick Lowry does. On the same page, and a lot less worked up was Eugene Robinson of the Washington Post, who is black, who said color bias has always existed in this country. We don't talk about it because we think of color as subordinate to racial identification. There are African-Americans with skin so fair that only contextual clues speak to the question of race. I remember once looking up some distant cousins on my father's side. They were so fair of hair and ruddy of cheek, I thought I'd gone to the wrong house. Until one of them greeted me in what I guess Reed would call Negro dialect. Forgive me if I am neither shocked nor outraged. And in an editorial in the Sacramento Bee, Ginger Rutland and Ginger's African-American said... The color prejudice that Reed references in his candid remark to two political reporters is a fact of life, and not just in white America. In the searing new movie Precious, the dark-skinned African-American star is explicit about the kind of boyfriend she wants. Light-skinned with good hair. In the movie's many dream sequences, she's romanced by a mulatto-looking African-American male just about Obama's shade. No one's threatening to boycott that movie or castigate its very prominent African-American producers, Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey. Ginger went on, in the wake of Reed's missteps, Republicans have pronounced predictably. Party chairman Michael Steele has called upon Reed to resign as majority leader. She noted the comparison to Trent Lott is not a good one. The two cases are not similar. 
Lott said the country would have been better off if Thurman had won the presidency in 1948, the year he ran as a Dixiecrat and staunch segregationist. That was offensive to blacks and embarrassing to Republicans. So on the read front, enough already. President Obama says he was not offended by his comments. No one else should be either. A much worse comment in this, uh, this correspondent's opinion comes out of China. There's been recent news that uh, China, in making low-cost jewelry, has used cadmium. It's shiny, it's strong, it's malleable at low temperatures, and, well, it's great stuff to work with. You ignore its health hazards. <laughs> oh, do we mention also, it's cheap. Yes, cadmium can be toxic in a number of ways. This article by Eugene Hoshika and Alexa Olson for the AP says that despite the risks, manufacturers in factories in China say that their top priority is profit. So offering cut-rate goods often means using lower-quality materials, including cadmium. The manager of the Shihuan Jewelry Shop, an international trade city in Yiwu, a man named He Huihan, said, Business is business, and it's all up to our clients. We just make what our clients order. If they pay more, we use the better raw materials and vice versa. From a few cents to a few dollars, we can make the same style of jewelry product with a different raw material. Asked about what he thought about the health risks associated with cadmium and other toxic metals, he said, I can't be overly concerned about that. Well, I guess not. He's not wearing the jewelry. But that's it for today's show. Our deepest thanks to Dr. Faith Fitzgerald. We hope she will return to the program in the future. And, of course, our old pal Will Durst. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. I'm Douglas Everett. We'll see you next week at the same time.